This message comes from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country. April 25th, 2021. John 10, 11 to 18. There was a movie that came out recently, and it was uh, called Ivan, the, the one and only Ivan. It was about a man who raised a gorilla from a baby. And the man took the gorilla into his house and basically had good intentions, I'm sure, to start with and treated it like a child. He even loved that baby gorilla more than his own family, it seemed. But soon he started to find out as he spent time with this gorilla, taking it to places like the movie theater and letting it sleep on the the bed in the home, that it's not easy to care for a gorilla. And it soon became apparent that he had to place the gorilla in an enclosure, which ended up being a a smaller space. And it's expensive and hard to care for a gorilla, so he made the gorilla part of a tourist attraction so that he could receive funds. And the gorilla was put on display so it could receive tickets and prices and money. It seemed like the gorilla was feeling frustrated, confused, maybe even a little betrayed. Now I'm sure that the movie producers took a lot of liberty and changed it from the actual story, but these are based off of a true event, that a man did have a gorilla and he took it and put it on display like that. But the people soon clamored that it needed more than its small enclosure, and he wasn't being fair to it anymore. Of course, this happens with more than just people that operate tourist attractions and zoos. We see it even down to the smallest child who takes a pet fish and places it in a tiny little bowl and the fish slowly strangles and dies because it doesn't have much space and it's living in a dirty environment. Failure to care for those entrusted you can happen on every level. What about God? Does it sometimes feel like like God has placed you in an enclosure and forgotten about you and he's just wanting to see what benefit he can get? Or like God has maybe placed you in a small, confined bowl so you can slowly die in dirty water. Of course not. We know our God does greatly care for us. We are closely connected to him as he cares for us as our shepherd. And that's what we'll look at this morning as we continue our series looking at how we are connected to our God. Today we see, as we look at the words of our God, and we see we are connected to our shepherd. We turn to John chapter 10 and see just how true that is. Well, we know that failure to care for those entrusted to your care is, is evident, right? We see it on every level of society. There are parents who don't want to care for their children. So if they fail to murder them in the womb, then they allow the child to live but abandon them. And yes, I'm sure there are many children in foster homes whose parents want them and are unable to care for them. Or maybe there's children in foster care who just don't have parents. But can you imagine 400,000 people in our country that are children in foster care? A good number of them, you can be sure, it's because the parents have no concern for their child. And it's not just the parents. You can look at babysitters. You can look at those who are entrusted to care for their pets. You can look at dog sitters. You can look at those who run schools, teachers. All of them sometimes end up abusing children under their care. And not just children. We see those entrusted over adults in, the, in this world will fail. 
Yes, there are many good police officers. And I'm sure if you were to catch on camera all the things they do, it would far outnumber the bad. But don't we still see times of injustice and abuse of power? Or even to the highest levels, those who are entrusted to be king or president can also abuse their power. Maybe you recognize the times where you have not cared for those entrusted to you and abused your power. That's what Jesus saw. Because abuse of power happens not only in the home, in the school, and in the government. Abuse of power can happen also in the church. Those who care for people spiritually are not free from the temptation to abuse their position and their power. In fact, we see many types of horrible abuse taking place within the confines of the Christian church. Jesus looked around at his time and he saw the crowds. And as he looked at the crowds one time, he, he considered them to be like sheep without a shepherd. And no, it's not that the people didn't have spiritual leaders. They did. They had their synagogue rulers. They had their Sanhedrin over the nation. They had their rabbis, their teachers of the law, their scribes who gave them the word. But they were being often neglected. They were not being protected from dangers. And they were sometimes being misled. So Jesus saw them without a shepherd without one who would spiritually guide them. The people in Jesus' time were abusing the word as many of them, groups like the Pharisees, took the word of God and maybe they started with good intentions, but they ended up putting the people in a cage and putting them in an environment where they would slowly die because of their sin. And some of them might have thought they were free, but did not realize they were captivated by sin and doomed to death and hell. And the rulers of the people would tell them, here are the laws, here are the rules to keep, and would weigh them down with heavy burdens and throw on them the weight of their own sin. They were not free. They were loaded down. And they had no shepherd to feed them, provide them, and bring them to green pastures of freedom. The people were suffering with bad shepherds. But they also had Jesus. And he says here to them, and to you and to me, I am the good shepherd. And then he helps us to see just what kind of a good shepherd we have in him. And yes, we have many good parents, many good law enforcement, many good mayors, many good presidents and people that care for us. But none are like this. None are like the good shepherd. Jesus describes his role as good shepherd as he says, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now maybe we could picture a bodyguard giving his life to, to save a president. Or maybe we could picture a police officer serving in the line of duty to protect the mayor. But can you picture it the other way around? The president taking a bullet to save his bodyguard. Or the mayor taking the shot to save his police officers. The good shepherd, the shepherd, dies for the sheep. The shepherd, the creator of this world, dies for the created, fallen creatures and sinners. That's the goodness of our God and who Jesus is as our good shepherd. We never need to doubt if he cares for us or if he has a concern because he died for us and gave himself. And as Jesus died and gave his life, he set us free from the burden of sin and the captivity of death. 
He brought us out of the curse that we were doomed to die under, like a fish in a bowl, and set us free to open waters so we would live in his kingdom and serve him in complete freedom and forgiveness, free from sin and captivity and death. He is the good shepherd. Sadly, though, Jesus is in strong contrast to what many are tempted to fall into. God save us from the the pit of bad shepherding. There are Christian churches which will be tempted to put money first over the flock. Jesus says, the thief, or the, the good shepherd, is not like the hired hand. The hired hand does not care for the flock. They do not belong to him. When the wolf comes and comes, he snatches the flock and scatters it. Because he's just a hired hand, he flees and runs away. Many Christian churches are tempted to put funds over the flock. And they see those who are in the pews as merely wallets to fund programs, rather than the flock precious under God's sight for whom he died. And so the the question comes, what will increase the funds or what will make this church stronger, rather than how do we keep the flock safe from the teachings which would pull them away from their good shepherd? and the freedom they have in him. And yes, pastors too are are tempted to turn aside from their calling to faithfully serve the flock. Not only are there pastors who will directly outright abuse their flock, but there are many who will fail to protect their flock or fail to feed them what they need to be fed. Think about what temptation a pastor can face as they have to wonder, do I confront this danger, this false teaching? Or do I simply ignore it? Because that, that's something that might cause a little disruption in the flock. Or a pastor might have to ask, do I deal with this sin and this false teaching and danger that's happening in someone's life? Or do I ignore it because there's someone who helps fund programs here at this church and no doubt they're a big giver. Such a pastor becomes only a hired hand and cares nothing for the flock. But rather than being cynical or thinking there are none who care for this church, we know our good shepherd. And we know his goodness. Jesus says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Why are there faithful pastors at all? Not because they're eager for personal gain or self. That's why there are mercenary pastors. That's why there are churches that seek funds and profits. That's why in the Old Testament, so often they had to decry, the prophets had to decry the leaders of the people and the judges and the kings who only sought to fatten themselves off the flock. But we know our good shepherd. We, as his flock, know him who died for us. The apostle Paul speaks to the Christians in Ephesus. We read that earlier, and he told them, shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. We know him to be a good shepherd, and we know every member of his flock, everyone for whom he died, to be precious in his sight. Not someone merely to look at for profit and gain, but someone who Christ gained from the captivity of sin to freedom. And faithful shepherds do exist, because they see the flock as they know their shepherd, the flock that was won by his own blood. Jesus says, I know my sheep. That means we, as his flock, never need to doubt if we are safe under his care. 
We never need to wonder if we're left in some enclosure and cage and abandoned by our God. He will not abandon us. He knows you. He died for you. He is your good shepherd. And the good shepherd speaks of the extent of his flock as he says, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. They too must come and listen to my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. And it says, faithful shepherds lead the flock to hear the voice of the good shepherd and lead them to that pasture and feed them with the gospel that God's church is built up. Yes, there, there are faithful shepherds. And they carry out what we also read earlier from 1 Peter. They are willing, not eager for personal gain, but living as an example to the flock as they follow the good shepherd and lead others to see the good shepherd who died for them. Does God care for his flock? Does he care for you? Absolutely. You know, my, my daughter has a, a fish tank and cares for her fish. And recently, some of the fish had offspring. And they were the, the smallest little things. You can barely even see them. But yet she invites all of her friends to come and see them. And she's probably taken more pictures of those tiny little fish than many people do of their own children. She clearly loves those fish and she knows them all by name, even though you can barely see them. Think about how much more our Good Shepherd, who knows you, loves and cares for you because he laid down his life for you. And you can be certain that love will go on because our Good Shepherd says, not only do I lay down my life, I have the authority to take it up again. Our Good Shepherd is our living shepherd. And that one flock and one shepherd will be where we are with him forever under his care. You are connected to Christ now as you know him and trust in him. And you will be connected to him forever in his everlasting kingdom. Fulfilling that picture of God's prophecy of his kingdom in Revelation chapter 7 that describes it. Every nation, tribe, language, and people. And there... In the center of the throne is the Lamb, who will be their shepherd. You are connected, connected to the Good Shepherd. Amen.